Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your spring is about to get a lot more power with the Home Depot. Get gas-like power from mowing, trimming, and blowing with the Ryobi 18-volt 1 Plus system starting at just $89. Mowing power that can take on a third of an acre with one charge. Trimming power with up to two hours of runtime. And blowing power with 110 miles per hour of clearing force. All on one interchangeable battery. Get cordless gas-like power for the entire lawn with the Ryobi 18-volt 1 Plus system. Only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. From your morning podcast to your afternoon playlist, State Farm knows you personalize your entire day. And that's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with the State Farm Personal Price Plan. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Steeler fans, it is time once again for another episode of the show they call The Stat Geek. Yes, you got it. It is The Stat Geek, and my name is Brian Anthony Davis. I am not David Warren Schofield doing this show today. I am a geek, but I'm not the stat master himself. Big Dave is out today. A little bit under the weather, a lot under the weather, gave me a call and said, Hey, can you go ahead and do the stat geek for me? And my first thought was, Wow, I'm honored because that is a landmark show here at Steel Curtain Network, part of Fans for Sports Network. Then I thought, My gosh, how in the blue hell am I going to ever do a stat geek episode? Because They are so intense with stats. Dave told me what he was going to cover for the the show, and so I decided to go do it. And I figured, well, I will go ahead and do a little bit of research beforehand just so I know what I'm talking about. Research took me a lot longer than I thought, so I am recording this show at 1.55 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and show goes out in just a few hours. I'm a tired man, but when you have a chance to do a show like the Stat Geek, you're going to try to show off, just try to do the best you possibly can. No, I am not going to be as good as Dave Schofield here, but I promise you, it's going to be full of information, real information, valid information, and I'm going to throw in my little badness to it as well. And when I say bad, Brian Anthony Davis, I'm going to go ahead and do that. And which means I remember all these games I'm talking about. 
So what are we talking about? What is the crux? What is the reason we are doing this particular episode and stats? It's because the Pittsburgh Steelers are very good. And I, when I say good, I see very good in the last game of the regular season. They, they do it well. They were 19 and four overall since the year 2000. And I went back to 2000 because I remember that game well. And I could tell you where I was during most of these games. In fact, all of these games. That's just where my eidetic memory is. But 19 and four. So this encompasses a part of Bill Cowher's career. And it encompasses all of Mike Tomlin's career. But these games were all meaningful. The Steelers had to win most of these games to be able to get into the playoffs. For some reason, they had to get that win. And there were a lot of times that teams in the division, I mean, this was not just for the division. It could have been for a top seed. It could have been just to get in whatsoever. And things had to happen. So we're going to go back in time and talk about this. But why are we doing this? Because the Pittsburgh Steelers play the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore, which they have done on the final game of the season quite a bit over the years, five times over the years. They have to win this game. Baltimore does not. Baltimore is resting some starters. They've got a lot of guys beat up. Lamar Jackson, it looks like, is not going to play in this game. The Steelers have to win to get in and get some help. And they've been down that avenue before as well. But here's the problem. Three times did the Pittsburgh Steelers play the Baltimore Ravens and lose. They were all on the road in that final game of the season. And we will talk about which ones they were they only played the ravens once at home in this final game a game that i was at and we're going to talk about that game too i was at a couple of these final games of the regular season and they were both very poignant i believe yeah i think twice but we'll we'll talk about that as we go so what we're going to do we're going to go ahead and take a quick break so we can go unencumbered here. So listen to these messages. We'll be back right after this. It is the Stat Geek from the Steel Curtain Network. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
your spring is about to get a lot more power with the Home Depot. Get gas-like power from mowing, trimming, and blowing with the Ryobi 18-volt 1 Plus system starting at just $89. Mowing power that can take on a third of an acre with one charge. Trimming power with up to two hours of runtime. And blowing power with 110 miles per hour of clearing force. All on one interchangeable battery. Get cordless gas-like power for the entire lawn with the Ryobi 18-volt 1 Plus system. Only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. We are back. It is the Steel Curtain Network. I am bad Brian Anthony Davis. This is not bad language. This is not here we go, the Steelers show. This is the Stat Geek. I am your smooth criminal in for Dave Schofield, who is ailing. Hope Dave gets better soon because you need his stats to get you through the week. I am going to do my very best to go ahead and emulate the magic of one david warren schofield yes he definitely gets the middle name treatment here so we're going to go back to 2000 once again the pittsburgh steelers are 19 and 4 in games where they need to win well actually they don't really need to win it it's just ending the regular season they always ended on a high note and they do that a lot and we're going to talk about losses Two, three of them were to the Baltimore Ravens. So let's get started. We're going to go back to 2000. This was an interesting game because it was on Christmas Eve and I was uh, at my ex-wife's birthday slash Christmas Eve party. And they wanted me to turn the TV off. And I was like, no, the Steelers need to win this game. And they were playing in San Diego. So they didn't have the luxury of the early game for me. Cordell Stewart had two rushing TDs, one passing. Will Blackwell had a 98-yard return. But despite the fact that the defense had six sacks, they did not go to the playoffs this year. They had to win that game. But they needed help from Bubby Brister in Minnesota to beat the Indianapolis Colts, and it did not go well. Yes, Bubby was a Viking, by the way. Did not go well. Indianapolis and went in on a tiebreaker because of common opponents. The Steelers did not make the playoffs that year. That was the third year in a row that they did not go. We'll go to 2001. The Steelers are 13 and three to end the season, 12 and three going into this game. They, they beat the Cleveland Browns 28 to seven, Tommy Maddox was in the game. Troy Edwards had an interesting uh, fumble return in this game. Kendrell Bell had two sacks. Deshea Townsend had two interceptions. And Lindsey Jackson forced that fumble to start the second half that was returned by Troy Edwards, the one and only. Troy Edwards would go ahead and screw things up in the AFC Championship game couple weeks later by going out of bounds and coming back in, the Patriots had a punt again. But that is not what we're talking about now. 
The Steelers ended up 13 and three. They were 12 and three going into this game and they beat the Browns who the Browns were a very common opponent. And if you're wondering, they have played the Browns more than any other team since 2000 on the final week of the season, either a week 17 or a week 18. There are no week 16s in this whole mix because there's always a bye we're talking about. But how many times have they played Cleveland? A whopping nine times. Nine times. And they are eight and one in those games. They have four of those games at home, five on the road. This game was at home. And the Steelers were now 2-0. and They would be 3-0 in 2002. And this was a game that I was at. Steelers came into this game at 9-5-1. They needed a win against Baltimore, though, to get into the playoffs. They had to have this happen. It, it, was, it was a must. If they lose this game, they're out. In come the Baltimore Ravens in this game. And Jeff Blake was the quarterback And Tommy Maddox was playing for Pittsburgh. He was back from his injury just a few weeks earlier, but uh, they needed to get this together. And they were down by 11 with 12.57 left in the game. Then what happens is Amos Zaraway with 12.57 left, He has a five-yard touchdown. He does not get the two-point conversion. They tried it again with him. It it failed. Then what happens is they go ahead and they kick off. And Chester Taylor fumbles. James Ferrier, that was his first season. He recovers. Next thing you know, Antoine Randall-L, an eight-yard touchdown from Tommy Maddox. Plexigo gets the two-point conversion. The Steelers are now up by three in this game. And it's a game they have to win or they are not going to the playoffs. With 16 seconds left in the game, something amazing happens. Aaron Smith recovers a fumble. They went ahead and they uh, they recovered a sack of Jeff Blake and they were able to win that game. Just a very fascinating football game. The next year was the first loss in this bunch and it was one of those losses in Baltimore. They were six and nine going into this game. They had no chance at making the playoffs. Baltimore needed the win and if you look at the year 2003 you're going to realize that the Steelers needed to get into they needed to actually lose this game you never root for the Steelers to lose but if they don't lose this game Ben Roethlisberger's most likely not a Pittsburgh Steelers quarter not whatsoever 
But they actually led in this game. This game went into overtime. Jamal Lewis went over 2,000 yards for the season in this game. Just had a phenomenal year. But Tommy Maddox had a rough time in the fourth quarter here. He was intercepted at the Baltimore 29. He also um, he also had a fumble towards the end of the game. The Steelers had a chance to go ahead and actually win this game. Matt Stover hit a 47-yarder in overtime. They lose. Thank goodness they lose. It's a loss that when you look back, you're like, all right, yeah, they weren't going to the playoffs anyways. It would have just been a nice story beating Baltimore because Baltimore sucks. And I live in Maryland, so I can say that even more. 2004, that's the year that the Steelers had that long winning streak with Ben Roethlisberger in his rookie season. They were 14-1 and going into a Week 17 game at Buffalo. James Harrison had a breakout game. That was his 18-yard fumble return for a score. And the score was only 19-17 to at the time when James Harrison had that. Willie Parker also had a great game, a 58-yard touchdown, also 102 yards on the game. Tommy Maddox started that game. I think Brian St. Pierre got in. And the Steelers ended up winning 29 to 24. They had a couple weeks off, barely beat the Jets, and then lost in the AFC Championship game. The next year is probably one of the most special games on this list for me. You've heard me, if you've listened to me on this network for years. I talk about this game against the Detroit Lions. Pittsburgh needed a lot of stuff to happen. They needed Cincinnati to beat Kansas City. They needed Denver to beat San Diego. And they needed a win. But why was this special to me? It's because it was January 1st, 2006. It was my one-month anniversary with the girl I was dating. And I decided... I was going to take her to the game. I, I was not thinking about the one-month anniversary. I'm not that guy. But I my first day with her was December 1st. This was January 1st. And I took her to a game. And it's funny because she wasn't a Steelers fan. And I actually thought I was going to dump her because the Steelers had that three-game losing streak when we first started talking on the phone. And when we started dating. And it finally got snapped in that snow game against the Bears when the bus ran over Erlacher. And that's when the glory to Super Bowl 40 happened. Jerome Pettis only had 50-some yards in this game. Everybody knew it was going to be his last game in Pittsburgh. Everybody knew he was going to retire. Wasn't announced, but we knew it. Willie Parker was the starter, but they announced Jerome Bettis. And it was great. They were like, and finally from Notre Dame, ride the bus. And Jerome Bettis comes out and everybody's chanting and loving it because they just knew. So they introduced two running backs in that game. Kind of like they did this year with Warren, Jalen Warren and Najee Harris. So In the third quarter, 
Jerome Pettis gets his third touchdown of the game. And all the fans are chanting, one more year, one more year. And I'm chanting one more year. My girlfriend, who is now my wife, was not chanting, but she knew about the Jerome Bettis thing. She wasn't a Steelers fan at the time, but she knew. I gave her the backstory. We had like a three-hour drive to the game. (laughs) So she knew. I talked her ear off about this. And I look over and she's crying. And she's crying because she was so touched of how the fans were treating this man. And I knew that moment that I was going to ask, ask her to marry me. I waited another year to ask her to marry me, but I did. And now we're, my gosh, we're going to be married 17 years coming up in April. But that was one of the greatest moments at the sporting event for me. And it was great to watch the bus too. And because of that, the Steelers had to win that game. And they did. And the rest is history. They went on to win. Willie Parker had an amazing game. He had 135 yards. They were actually losing 14 to seven to Joey Harrington and the Lions at this point. Randall L at the beginning of the game had a kickoff return for 81 yards. So it it was special. Cincinnati beat Kansas City. Denver beats San Diego. And it just had to happen that way. And it did. And it was absolutely beautiful. In 2006, the Steelers really weren't going to go to the playoffs. They needed some crazy stuff to happen. And it just didn't. But they were playing the Cincinnati Bengals at Cincinnati on New Year's Eve. They were losing in this game and they tied it up. They go to overtime. Santonio Holmes catches a 67-yard pass from Big Ben in overtime to win. He had 124 yards on the game, only four catches. That's extraordinary. 31 yards per reception. And Ben Roethlisberger, he brought them back. That was a tumultuous year for Ben because it was the motorcycle accident. Uh, They were coming off of, they started off two and six. And they ended six and two to go eight and eight, which was a big deal. But it ended up being Bill Cowher's final game. A few days later, he retires. He retires from football and never came back. Everybody thought he was going to end up in Carolina or the New York Jets. He never came back to football. He had a great career, but he was will always be known as a Steelers coach and a Steelers coach only in the NFL. In 2007, it was another one of those losses to Baltimore. The Steelers were already in. Baltimore was starting Troy Smith. It was their coach's last game as the Steelers, even though the Steelers lost this game. Baltimore had a 17-0 lead, and the Steelers had a chance with Charlie Batch. Ben Roethlisberger did not play in this game. 
And Charlie Batch, who had two touchdown passes in the game, threw an interception on a deep pass with 114 left at the Baltimore 19. They lost this game 27 to 21. And it's funny because if that would have happened, they, they could have won that game. They ended up losing the next week in the playoffs to Jacksonville. This was Mike Tomlin's first year. So first year, he had a loss. And as you'll find out, he didn't have many more on the last game of the season. But that's what happened in that game. They Brian Billick's last game, he ended up getting fired over the weekend. But Mike Tomlin did not start off his career with a win. He, it was it was a playoff entry, went to the playoffs, but did not start off with a win to end the regular season. Remember, they were 19 and four. And we already talked about one of those losses. In 2009, excuse me, 2008. <laughs> now it's funny because 2008 you know they win the they're going to win the Super Bowl. They end up winning the Super Bowl. But they had to win this game. The reason they had to win this game is because Baltimore was 12 and 4, ended up 12 and 4 also. And Baltimore won that weekend. So if Baltimore wins and the Steelers lose, they're in Baltimore for that AFC championship game, not Heinz Field. So that could have been devastating to this team. Now, the good thing about it, Pittsburgh just had to win. They the identical 12 and 4 records were fine cuz Pittsburgh swept them. Won 3 games against Baltimore in 2008. Bruce Gretkowski was the quarterback for Cleveland. Pittsburgh rocked them. Ben had 3 TDs in this game. Left which came in the game too. It was there was a pick 6 by Tyrone Carter. Good player for the Steelers. Tough, hard-hitting safety. Probably couldn't play in today's NFL because he was a hard hitter. But they went on to win the Super Bowl, but that was a big win. To uh, They smashed Cleveland in that game. In 2009, Pittsburgh Steelers needed the Jets and Baltimore to lose. They both went to the playoffs. The Steelers ended up being the seventh seed, but there was no seventh seed. So only six play six teams went in. The Steelers uh did not really have a chance because both those teams won. So you kind of knew it during the game that those other teams were winning, but it was nice to see them win in Miami, 30 to 24. James Ferrier. He destroyed Pat White. He ruined Pat White's career with that hard hit and that concussion. Was not a dirty hit. 
Mendenhall, Richard Mendenhall at 94 yards. Willie Parker at 91. They had a balanced running game, balanced passing game, three TDs from Big Ben. I remember this game well for not remembering this game much at all. Because a couple hours before the game, I was visiting my parents. I was newly married. We had a, my wife was, no, she wasn't expecting. We had our second child. We had our daughter. So I had a baby daughter who was probably about six months old. And next thing you know, I wake up in the worst pain ever, had a kidney stone attack. So my dad took me to the hospital in Johnstown, like six, seven o'clock in the morning. The game's at one o'clock. They completely dope me up. And I remember passing the stone at halftime and hardly watching the game, like, like dozing in and out and not seeing much. I, I watched more of it later, but it was just, you know, a funny thing because it, I barely remember that game, but I remember the highlights and I remember watching it again, but it wasn't the same afterwards. Yeah. The, uh, most painful win, I think for me, 2010, the Steelers were 11, four going into the game against Cleveland 41 to nine, 41 to nine. They beat them. Mendy had two TDs. They needed to win to win the division title over Baltimore, who was 11-4 as well. But they had the tiebreaker. Mike Wallace had 105 yards once again in that game. And the Steelers were able to go into the playoffs and not have to go on the road in the playoffs to Baltimore, where they... They had a stunning win over Baltimore, who was winning 14-0 in that game in the divisional playoffs. They end up going to the Super Bowl. They lose to the Green Bay Packers. Next year, it's at Cleveland again. They're always at Cleveland. The Ravens are 11-4 again. The Steelers are 11-4 again, just like the year before. The Steelers have to win this game. to just have a chance Ravens ended up winning as well. So the Steelers did not win the division at 12 and four. This is also the game. The Steelers only won 13 to nine. This is the game that was pretty much the end of Richard Mendenhall's career. And Mendenhall tore his knee in that game. There's no scoring whatsoever in the fourth quarter. Isaac Redman had a touchdown in this game, the winning touchdown, but he also had two fumbles that he lost. They ended up shutting down Seneca Wallace for that win. But this was, despite winning, because Baltimore won their game, Baltimore hosted a game. They ended up going to the AFC Championship that year. They lost to New England. But because of that, the Steelers had to go on the road to Denver. Remember, Ryan Clark can't play in Denver. 
because of the altitude. And that's the game that is known as getting T-bowed. Enough said. We'll go to 2012. The Steelers had no chance. One of the few times they had no chance. They uh, ended up the seventh seed, but they were seven and eight going in this game. They ended up becoming an eight and eight team. They beat Cleveland 24 to 10. They lost three straight in 2012 towards the end. Ben Roethlisberger was hurt. Uh, Mendenhall went AWOL. Remember, he was hurt before, then he came back, but he kind of went AWOL. He was kind of losing his zest for everything. Ben Roethlisberger was hurt not in this game, but he was hurt in the season. One of the reasons they were at only an 8-8 eight and eight team. But the uh, sixth seed was 10-6, and six, and they ended up 8-8, eight and eight, but they were, again, the seventh seed. They ended up the seventh seed the next year, and a lot of people said if, if the Steelers would have w- went in the next year, in 2013, they would have been a very dangerous sixth seed. And it almost happened. This is the famous team that went 8-8. Eight and eight. They had to beat Cleveland, and they did, 20-7. to seven. They had to have Baltimore beat Cincinnati. Excuse me, Cincinnati beat Baltimore. They had to have the Jets beat the Dolphins. And they had to have Kansas City beat San Diego. Kansas City sat everybody. Went to San Diego and still won. Excuse me. And still took this game to overtime. They had a chance to win on a field goal. And Ryan Suckup missed. Devastating game. Devastating loss for the Pittsburgh Steelers there. Just absolutely devastating. I was in Bush Gardens for most of this game. It was... uh, It was their Christmas town extravaganza. And I remember making pottery and watching this game on my phone. And it was weird because that was one of the first times I ever watched a game on my phone. I was able to get Sunday ticket and I watched the Steelers game while we were at a planetarium in, I guess, Williamsburg, colonial Williamsburg. We were at. And my wife understood as I went through the theme park watching the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Diego Chargers. That game seemed to last forever. Now, something to know about this season. The Steelers won their last three games. Remember, they were 8-8. Eight and eight. So... They were in a they were in a position where they were able to go to the they would have been able to go to the playoffs. But they started out the season 0-4. But they got hot towards the end. But they had two losses before those last three. One was the infamous Thanksgiving game against Baltimore where Mike Tomlin allegedly tried to trip Mr. Jones. And, 
yeah, that was a mess. Then the next week was the snow game against Baltimore where they had all the laterals. And next thing you know, Antonio Brown's in the end zone. But he had just barely stepped out at the 11-yard line. They almost had one of those freak Stanford band plays. I remember just pounding the floor in the basement going, go, 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 go. And my dachshund named Palomalu. I scared the heck out of her. And I was like, why is the floor, is, is the floor on fire? I scared her so bad she peed. <laughs> I felt so bad. And I realized I was pounding my hand in pee. <laughs> That's what I remember about that game. See, there's memorable stuff. As you go through here, let's go on to 2014. It was a Sunday night game. Antonio Brown went off 71 yard uh, punt return, 63 yard touchdown. Bell had Le'Veon Bell had a great game, except for he got hurt and he was out for the playoffs and they had a call on Ben Tate. And that's the year that LeGarrette Blunt went AWOL and quit the team. The Steelers were 10 and 5 going into this game against Cincinnati. They needed to win this game to go to the playoffs because Cincinnati was 10 5 and 1. And they moved this to Sunday night football because this was a fantastic game. And so Cincinnati being 10 4 and 1 going to the game and the Steelers being 10 and 5, they had a win. And they did. They beat Cincinnati, and so they won the division. But they were, not, excuse me, not the division. Yeah, I'm sorry. They did. They won the division, and they would have not made the playoffs otherwise. In 2015, the Steelers were nine and six going into the game. They were playing Cleveland. They won this game 28 to 12. They had to win this game. If they would have lost this game, they would have lost out to the Jets big, because the Jets would have had a better record. What happened before this game? Well, actually during this game, because it was happening at the same time, I remember going back and forth and watching all these game, both of these games. The Jets had to lose to lowly Ryan Fitzpatrick in Buffalo. And they did. And the Steelers had to beat Cleveland. Ben had three TDs in this game. AB had 187 yards receiving. And the defense looked pretty good. They held Cleveland to four Travis Coons field goals. I don't remember Travis Coons. But they held him to four field goals and won this game 28-12. to And they made the playoffs as a sixth seed over the Jets. That's the year they ended up losing. It was that fantastic game, though, that they won in the wild card, the Vontez Burfecht game in Cincinnati. Then they lost a heartbreaker, one that the referees aided, I would say, Peyton Manning. They wanted him to get that Super Bowl. Not alleging, but maybe I am. In 2016, that was another big year for the Steelers. But they had a win. 
they were losing this game in overtime. You had the new overtime rules about five years before. And the Steelers ended up winning this game 27 to 24 in overtime. But the Browns took the lead on a field goal. This was a home game. Landry Jones hit Kobe Hamilton for the win in overtime. And it was really exciting. They were already in the playoffs. You didn't really have to worry about that game. Ben Roethlisberger took the day off. And all was well. The following year, the Steelers were 12-3 and going into a game against Cleveland where they won 28 to 24 Landry Jones played a lot in this game. In fact, he started in this game. This game was actually tied in the fourth. Steven Ridley had 80 yards in this game. And the Steelers ended up winning. They didn't have to win this game. They were already in the playoffs, but you wanted to keep winning. You wanted to go in on a high note. Then they ended up losing to Jacksonville the next week. Contrary to what Jeff Hartman believes that it's John Oates's fault because he sang the national anthem and didn't bring Daryl Hall along. I think that's a bunch of malarkey and I'm not talking about Mike. In 2018, the Steelers were 8-6-1 going into the final game. They ended up beating the Cincinnati Bengals and Jeff Driscoll. They won this game 16-13. to And this ended up being Antonio Brown's farewell. He didn't play in this game. He went AWOL before the game. And he never played a game before. Again, excuse me, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because he was angry. Because Juju Smith-Schuster was named the team MVP. They had a chance. If you remember, very famous pictures of this game. They had a chance to still go to the playoffs. Cleveland rookie Baker Mayfield had to beat the Baltimore Ravens. And he had a chance. He had the ball late in the game. And he was driving. He was in Baltimore territory. Then got picked off. And Baltimore won. And this is where the Steelers stayed on the field and watched this game with the fans on the Jumbotron in Pittsburgh. And I remember a few players. I think Sean Davis is one of them. Just sitting on their helmets, hanging their heads. They were, they were absolutely distraught and they did not make the playoffs and they would have if Baker would have helped them out. In 2019, they were eliminated right before the game because the Kansas City Chiefs messed up the Chargers at the time. They just completely destroyed them. And so that is what eliminated the Steelers, but the Steelers had to win. And they did not. This was the game. It was in the driving rain. Robert Griffin III 
play the entire game for the Baltimore Ravens. Now, this is the game that they're talking about now. This is why John Harbaugh wasn't sure if he was going to sit a lot of his guys this week. The reason is it's because of this game. Because they sat everybody. They had a bye. Like they're going to have. They're going to have a bye. And then they ended up losing to a very tough Tennessee Titans team and Derrick Henry. But it looks like Lamar Jackson is not going to start in this game. But they were thinking about this, and Lamar Jackson was lobbying because of this 2019 game and the fact that it's Pittsburgh. This is the game that if you're a fan of Steel Curtain Network and before that, behind the Steel Curtain, you would know that this is the game that, that on the post-game show, I had a tirade. I had a fit, and I nicknamed John Harbaugh Wang, Wang's Harbs, Wang Harbs. The reason I did that is he, he just did so much rubbing in on Pittsburgh in this game. He's a sore winner. He, he really is. So that's uh, one of the reasons that I've just abhorred this man. Duck Hodges was the quarterback in this game. They didn't really have a chance. They lost this game 28 to 10. They got absolutely destroyed. Most of these games that the Steelers lost were close, but this one just shellacked. In 2020, the Steelers are 11 and four. This is the game that they were, excuse me, 12 and three going into this game. The season they went, this was the COVID season. This was the season they started out 11 and 0. <coughs> excuse me. They lost this game 24 to 22 at Cleveland. Ben Roethlisberger did not start in this game. A lot of guys didn't start. Mason Rudolph did. And Mason Rudolph had a decent game. They were down 24 to nine in the fourth. Then they ended up with Chase Claybull getting a touchdown. Juju Smith-Schuster getting a touchdown. But the two-point conversion failed. And they lost, they would have went into overtime and they lost 24 to 22. Why is this game significant? Because if they win this game and they beat Cleveland, Cleveland's out of the playoffs. Now it's significant because the very next week they're playing in Pittsburgh and Cleveland just lambasted the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kevin Stefanski had COVID and was at home and they still beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was, it was just devastating loss. In 2021, the Steelers needed the improbable to happen, and it happened. They needed the Jackson, lowly Jacksonville Jaguars to beat the Colts, and they did. Now, the Steelers had to go and face Tyler Huntley and the Baltimore Ravens in this game. And they won in exciting fashion to get to overtime. They scored in the last second. Then in overtime, they kick a field goal. It looks like they're going to lose in overtime as well. I mean, it, it was crazy. They ended up going to the playoffs because of this win. 
and it was over the Baltimore Ravens. They finished the season 9-7-1. and one. Then last year, in 2022, the Steelers needed things to happen. Two or three games to go their way, and they all did. The Steelers had to beat Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns at home, and they did 28-14. to 14. It wasn't even that close. They slapped them around. But they had to rely on Joe Flacco. And Joe Flacco had a terrible game, but so did the Miami Dolphins. But late in the game, where it looked like the Jets were going to stop the Miami Dolphins and win the game, there was a phantom horse collar that I still don't, I still haven't seen. I keep watching the tape, but I haven't seen it. And what happens? Well, Miami goes to the playoffs. The Steelers stay home. What's going to happen this weekend? Well, remember, Mike Tomlin has only lost three times. In the final game of the regular season. He's got a fantastic record there. But the problem is, he has lost two of those games to the Baltimore Ravens. In Baltimore. Can they win this year? Well, we're going to find out in just a few days. It's going to be exciting. We're going to find out in two days. On Saturday. They don't have to scoreboard watch. And the reason they don't have to scoreboard watch is they play first. So all they have to worry about is winning their game and then watch the scoreboard. But if you don't win the game, your odds go down considerably. You have to have crazy stuff to happen. You can still get in, but it's it's unlikely. I mean, Jacksonville would have to lose to Tennessee. Tennessee stinks. Like weak old sushi. And then... The Broncos would have to beat the Ravens, not the Ravens, excuse me, the Raiders, and anything could happen there. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Make sure you check out Fans First Sports Network and the Steel Curtain Network for all of your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. Later on today, we've got another episode of What Ian's Talking About with Kyle Kreiss and Greg Benevent. Then tonight... I'll be on the show with Jeff Hartman. And I'm not sure about the status of Dave Schofield for tonight's game. You know, Dave, he'll, he'll play hurt. So I wouldn't be surprised if he is on that show. Anyways, tomorrow, another episode of let's ride in state of the Steelers with Daniel J. Another episode of the homies too. And then it's game day. Then game day on Saturday. It's all happening. But again, in for Dave Schofield this week, my name is Brian Anthony Davis, and I'm going to take his catchphrase, and I'm just going to say, thanks for geeking out with us. 